greatly appreciated and we utilize 100% of the support in the continuing effort to not only bring you cutting edge research, but to support the technical aspect, the media aspect, as well as the living examples of the research. It is one thing to show you this information in books. It is a completely different thing to show you live proof that this information is changing lives. Even if you have not incorporated this information into your lifestyle, just by supporting, you are changing the lives of many others. We greatly appreciate your support. We, we greatly appreciate your patience. And we can't wait to see you as a living embodiment of this information. Thank you. Peace to the family out there. Y'all know we're getting ready to have a blast from the past with, with Crip Jesus in the building. So without further ado, we're just going to let the God go into his thing. Peace to the God's much appreciation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we in here, you know who it is. And if you don't, it's the blue God, the true God your humble host for the day, you know, and your humble guest, author of the Blue Bible. And I know sometimes I step up in here, you know, with someone as uh, honorable as Inky. Let me break it down for you. We're not in here gang banging. You feel what I'm saying? Like the brother breaks it down. Crip, etymologically, I can say what it, you know, what I tell you it mean, but anybody can make up anything. So if you really want to deal with the science of that sound, when your mouth goes crypt, it's like a crypt. So it's something not just dead, but something dead that's waiting to be resurrected, waiting to be reawakened. You feel what I'm saying? Like when you look at Egypt, it's like when you look at a, a, somebody in the ground with a tombstone, that's not a crypt. That's just a grave. When you look at Egypt and see the shrine and all that, and he's tombed up and mummified, that's a crypt. And that's us. We're walking, talking, you feel what I'm saying, mummified, crystallized stars waiting to be resurrected. Uh... Let me see. That, that's for mine. Mm -hmm. I want to show mine because I added some more in there. I know I emailed you one, but I got. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Let's ride it. Let's ride it, babe. So, for the last couple of weeks, you know, ever since the conversation with uh, Chief X, there's been a lot of conversation about the Aboriginal or the Indian or what do we call it? You know, and I think a big problem with this identity thing is our people's lack of willingness to really, really get down to the studies. We have a thing with being absolute. So it's like Indian. That's everybody that's native here. But we know that's not true. You can tell from the way the words sound. Indian is somebody from India, right? I mean, it just makes perfect sense. But then you have to ask yourself, do you stop there? 
in your English language and park and skirt, or do we keep going? Okay, so that's why I wrote the Blue Bible. Let's get a little deeper. You dig what I'm saying? So when you dig deeper into the word, you find that it does have a science to it. Now, first of all, an Indian that is a British cast. I'll prove it to you. Who named them Indian over there? The British. Who named this Indian over here? The British. Really that simple. Grand opening, grand closing. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> that means really that simple. That's why it's an English concept. Now, however, I would be fake and I would be, because remember, you know, I'm the guy. I'm not pro-black or pro-white. I'm pro-righteousness. So I would be leading you down a false road, I feel, to leave it at just that. Because even when the British describes them as the Indian, there is a science to this. Now, before I get into it, I want to show y'all something. Because on the screen it says the black Indians. So that means we took the word Indian, made it mean native, and then took another word, said, oh, what is these niggas? They black. Okay, throw that on there. That's black Indians. They don't even make, what is a black Indian? See what I'm saying? But it's the blue guy, the true guy. There are people in India, in South Asia, let me say, because that's what the British call it, right? India. So let's go. In South Asia, that look like this speaker. Yes, it is. Look like the same colors they hear. Yes, it is. Is that what they're talking about? No, it's not. And that's why we have to unravel this web. This is where the chief X's and the me's and everybody else starts clashing because it's not even that everyone's right or everyone's wrong or this is that. It's a very more complex than you would think. There's a, what it is, is this. Why I'm so passionate about it. There's a scheme to keep us separated by taking the whole black identity and just shoving it into like, you got to be a dark skinned slave from you know Congo that looked this certain way it's like that's the, you get what I'm saying it's a, it's a no so let's deal with original people of North America meaning we're dealing with linguistics so history his story usually deals with when record is being written down right you would say English history starts with never this year when they started recording things so Prior to the European ever recording anything in the Western Hemisphere, there were people here that looked like this. That's when they're saying Black Indian. Now, this is not just an ignorant thing. You can look up House Resolution, was the one I always show, 2764, or House Resolution 1514. You can look up a lot of different legislation where they use that type of terminology black cherokee black indian whatever but these were always in lawsuits for people that looked like me that were trying to get their rights back so it already was showing you that there's no such thing as a black haitian if it didn't do if the difference would be the white haitian right you feel what i'm saying uh i've never heard of like a, a black jamaican or black belizean you see what i'm saying when you're dealing with the original places these terms become not as not as uh, uh applicable because when you're dealing with the maroons in jamaica when you're dealing with the ayati 
in Haiti when you're dealing with the Gadifuna, I believe, in, in like Honduras and Belize and all that area. So these are original people that been there that's dark. So they use the eugenics to make it dark light that and it don't have nothing to do with it. They have to do with language, have to do with culture, have to do with actual facts. So you see on this picture, one brother looked like he could look like look like he could be my uncle or something. Now the other brother is not too different, but I wanna I wanna point this out because they were talking about the texture of the hair. It was not like we gotta get off this absolute thinking, like, did they have dark hair? Did they have this hair? There was a mixture. Where the confusion comes in is we have two confusions. Number one, that we didn't have intercontinental travel prior to the European coming here. That's a lie. Meaning that, yes, there was people from China here that had came over here to America that were sophisticated in trading things and having families and sleeping with women and all that prior to the European. That there were people from Africa Traveling here, free, rich, wealthy, spreading their language and their culture, having families, sophisticated, building kingdoms prior to the European. So this is what I mean by that. They're mind gaming you when they say, oh, your blood go to Africa. We don't got to argue about the Africa Aboriginal thing. There were people here from Africa before the European. We don't got to argue that. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's just full racism and eugenics that make you argue that. Like, oh, well, my blood goes to Nigeria. Guess I ain't from here. Huh? That don't make no sense. But if your blood goes to Europe, you are all right. See how weird it gets? So here goes a group. We were saying the black Indians, right? These are obviously people who have phenotype that fits more with, they would say, African. Now, this is the point I'm bringing today. I'm not here to talk about, you know, I think our people have been getting beat over the head with the Aboriginal thing to the point it's causing confusion. It's like, we have to understand that if, we, I call it 50 years of brainwashing because it's been a little over 50 years since they got rid of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. And in the midst of that time, it seems like they've unraveled everything that them brothers taught us. And it wasn't just them too, but I'm saying, we can embody the energy of that time with those two names and those two people, right? It appears that in the in the time since then, it's been a lot of undoing. I prove it. When El Haj Malik El Shabazz was alive and Muhammad Ali was in his heyday, you seen brothers around want to kick it in that and be, you know, down in Africa and wearing dashikis and afros and, and communicating with Africans. Now, after YouTube has spread so much, you might walk down the street and mention Africa. And be, I don't want to hear nothing about Africa, cuz. Like, what the? Excuse me? From the conscious community. I've been cussed out in the conscious community to mention Africa too much. I've been told by Moors, why are we talking about Africa? When I thought Morocco was in Africa, I thought Mauritania was in Africa. I thought the historically famous Moors of Spain and Portugal was back and forth from Africa. I thought when it said the more science thing, Tunis, Algiers, Tripoli, and Morocco, that they were talking about Africa. Now they got niggas pull out a map and say, no, they're talking about over here. See, it's just cut right here. Then you look it up, it's made by some Mason in the year 1855. We just getting lost, bro. Too much Google, 
too much. So we come to bring the true science today. And that will be, it's a reason why though, because I know with Inky, we like to deal with science. And when you're dealing with genetics and how to treat yourself and how to feed and how to eat, these things are not only important for that reason, but also because in the midst of figuring that out, you figure out your own health. You see what I'm saying? You figure out your own identity, even on the mental level. You feel what I'm saying? So let's go a little further. Now, I want to bring in some science. So I'm coming from the 5% Nation of God's Earth. And let's say the under, this we call it understanding degree. It would be the third degree, the 1 through 14. And is why did we let half original man, Columbus, discover part of the earth? Because the original man is the guy that owned the earth and knows every square inch of it and has chosen for himself the best part. He did not care about the poor part. Now, here's the thing about that. If I'm saying that the original man owns the earth and let Columbus discover it or let Columbus travel to it, can I back that up? This is why we have to understand not throwing everything in one fishbowl or becoming with the racist eugenic thinking and throwing everything in one pot. Was America discovered by a group of white Christians? No. That's why the degree says that. First of all, it says half original man Columbus. He was Italian. His father was a Moor. And then the people that was on the ship with him, Nino, uh, what was it? Nino, well, no, Pedro Alonso Nino, uh, Francisco Nino, uh, what was the other brother name? Bartholomew Nino, the, the Nino brothers. This was a group of Moors that converted to Catholicism. Can you imagine conquistadors looking like me or you? No, you can't because they want your narrative to be weakness, weakness, weakness. You don't connect to no land. You don't connect to no language. You don't connect to no history. You just connect to a bunch of slave chains and getting foots up your ass for, for, for eternity. Your, your whole history start with a foot and then a chain and then a ship. And then you hear like, mm -hmm, black. So the point is, in that degree is the whole discovery was on Europe's behalf as far as it being on behalf of the Catholic Church and on behalf of those who wanted to employ the eugenics on us as well as the witch hunts which was an attack on Islam the real Islam the craft that they turned into called the wise craft the wizard craft the wit that they call it witchcraft why we got a crescent moon and star as a symbol, but they tell you to stay away from astrology. Don't fall for the games. What they did was these people take, came and took and watered down everything we had going on right there. And right there is a very important spot because we were speaking Spanish. So when we were saying Almora, Moreno, Morena, the first black president in North America was the president of Mexico. Come on, bro. They want to divide us. They want to divide us with the land. Because I'm going to tell you something. A lot of our, our brothers and sisters, I know we under attack with the eugenics for being dark and all that, but when I go around people of our flavor that may speak a different tongue and you can speak it with them, oh, man, they embrace you. Is it, it don't be about the color of the skin. It be about the culture. They're going to throw you some rice and all that. You come up there talking about talking that, that guala guala. 
When I was on the East Coast, the Dominicans, the Haitians, the, there's no separation. They banging the crip and the blood and all of that. They see themselves as black. But they have a tongue and a culture and a flag. Why are they identify with black? Because they understand where we are in society. In the split, in the line, the sand. They're not confused with all that madness. So let's go a little deeper. The guy and the owner of this earth and knows every square inch of it and has chosen for himself the best part. Did not care about the poor part. So it's saying that if you understand how empires work, that we knew of this land. We had connection to this land. We had uh, nations and treaties and all that with people on the Mississippi River, with people down in the Aslan, where they call it the Aztecs, uh, people down in Central, down in the South. But the, the headquarters were uh, in the best part, where we see the most resources took from now. Now, I want to address something before I go any further into the Indians. Somebody put Dominicans don't claim black. Uh, I challenge you on that. I was out there in New Jersey, in Bayonne. All the Crips and Bloods is Dominicans. I'm talking about the young ones that's dancing to the music. On I ain't talking about the people in the schools and that's making the rules and the laws that's bound down to whatever the Masons say. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, when I was in New York, them Dominicans was, was pushing, yeah. They was pushing black. Like, they'll tell you to your face, like, don't tell me I'm not black. I'm not an N-word. No. Like, they was going in. They was very wanting to be make sure you understood that they was identified with the oppression and the struggle. Now, I will admit, there is a vein amongst them. There is a, a, a elite group amongst them. You feel what I'm saying? But with that being said, the degree continues. So from there, it says, Columbus is a half original man and was born in Italy, Southeast Europe. His full name is Christopher Columbus in the place he discovers North America. He found here the Indians who were exiled 16,000 years ago from India. Now that's. Now that's controversy, right? Because I know a lot of people be like, that's not what I know. That's not what I was taught in school. I know everything. But. Let's get a little deeper into the Indians. What was happening on Earth 15,000 years ago? Around 15,000 years ago, the Earth started warming abruptly after 100,000 years of an ice age. This is known as a glacial termination. The large ice sheets, which covered significant parts of North America and Europe, began melting as a result. So there was land over here that wasn't even available due to the ice age. It was brand new land on the, on the market, y'all. We got new hot grass over here, all right? This thing was thawing out, okay? Were there boats 16,000 years ago? And the degree, Elijah Muhammad said 16,000 years ago. A lot of people laugh and say, here go another one of them things you be making up. But you got to understand, Elijah Muhammad actually studied 104 books from the Library of Congress. These are national libraries and gathered up this information that's in R120. So were there boats 16,000 years ago? In this view, maritime explorers voyaged by boat out of Beringia, which is the Bering Strait. The ancient land now partially submerged under the waters of the Bering Strait about 16,000 years ago and quickly moved down the Pacific coast. 
reaching Chile by at least 14,500 years ago. This is dealing with uh, geographical science. This ain't just dealing with opinions or we found a sandal over here and we think it belongs to this guy. No, 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 no. We, we going to, we going to school today, y'all. Come on. From 30,000 years ago until around 11,000 BC, which would be 13,000 years ago. Cause remember we in 2008 D do the math. The earth was subjected to a cold snap that sucked up the sea into glaciers and ice sheets extending from the poles this period is known as the last glacial maximum when when he reached of the most recent ice age was at its fullest by drilling mud cores out of the skag we can reconstruct the history of the land and the seas notably by measuring concentrations of oxygen and looking for poland which would have been deposited on dry ground from the flora growing there we think, therefore, that sea level was somewhere between 60 and 120 meters lower than today. So it was terra firma all the way from Alaska to Russia. So what you understand is way more water now. Now all this ice is melting. So there was more land available. It was frozen in different areas, don't get me wrong, but it was still more land available as a whole. So it was terra firma all the way from Alaska to Russia and all the way down south to Alatians, a crescent chain of volcanic islands that speckled the North Pacific. Oh, yeah, we're going deep, deep. Hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get back. So. Nah, this ain't the one. Here we go. So what I wanted to show was that you have, let's go back to Asia now, right? So we're talking about the ice moving from the Asiatic area and crossing over where we crossed over to the Americas, but 16,000 years ago. So what you have to understand is when he says exile from India 16,000 years ago, what he's saying is that there was a group of people here already. If you go to another degree, it says 17 million with the 2 million Indians makes us 19 million. So he's excluding this as a separate group that was that came here 16,000 years ago. And he says they are original people, too. So. Check this out. Now let's go to the blue Bible. So we have to understand is there is a group of original people, just like me and you, who were down in Asia and traveled to here before the people who call themselves Indian now, who paid the five dollars and got the blonde hair, blue eyes, and work with the KKK and run the casinos and got all these crazy laws. These are the people who signed the treaties and made the deals. That's not who he's talking about. Okay. So let's show and prove. Now, page 89, the blue Bible. 
the Indians voluntarily integrated with the Christians. Those of us who refused to ever be civilized like the Indians were considered illegal. My grandfather told me it was once illegal to be Gullah Geechee. Now, let's go deeper, though. So why did they participate so easily with the government? Okay. Because what was going on was these weren't the quote-unquote Indians. These were the people buying the title of Indian. All right? Now, page 102 of the Blue Bible. The first people labeled white married into the nations of North America and enslaved their own children. The plantations they built were sex farms, breeding grounds, where they used eugenics to create slaves. This was their way of civilizing people. All nations that refused to be civilized were labeled black. The lands of the so-called black nations were given away after the Civil War to create the New World Order. Daniel Freeman was the first member of the so-called white nation to claim 160 acres of our land by way of the Homestead Act of 1862. This was after Abraham Lincoln attempted to deport our people out of America. Our names were given away after the Dow Rose Act of 1892. The U.S. hired the Dawes Commission to create nations on paper for it to pay instead of paying reparations to his enemies. The Dawes Commission charged $5 for any Caucasian family to purchase membership in a so-called Indian tribe and receive birthrights. They also excluded all people they deemed black from Indian tribes that were now controlled by $5 Indians. My peers and Aelites have grandparents that know their nationality. However, we still chose to allow the media to dictate our identity as black slaves. So the, the, the lack of connection we feel to this Indian thing is that we know ourselves as original nations, whether that be me saying Gullah Geechee or someone saying the Simarun, which is Seminole, or someone that's under the Washita, or you know what I mean, the Powhatan, or the brother, like the brother here, Aeti. These are all original nations. These are not these things that were created later that we call Indians now. Because if you really use the science, Indian, if you break down the Latin, which is a language that we gave to the European, Indian is a person, thing, or place of the Indus River. This is where you get Hindu from. This is where you get Hindus from. This is where you get Hard from in the in the Bible in Hebrew. This is where you get it's another word Al Hind in the Arabic. But if you go back to the actual dark original people of that land, they don't call it any of that. If not mistaken, I think they call it Jumba. I want to say Jumba Povitvati. Then you have Baharata, hence the book Maha Baharata. Now check this out. In the book Maha Baharata, there is a tribe of people that are so dark, they're called blue. And guess what their name is? The Nagas. Is that a coincidence? Not at all. They're talking about us right here. This is the group of people that the God was breaking down from the 16,000 years ago. So it's three groups. He's saying there's the originals that was here from the jump. When the earth was still, like they say, Pangea and all that one plate. Then there's another group he's saying came over here 16,000 years ago. And then you have all the admixtures we see today. So check this out. Page 28 of the Blue Bible. 
Tap in, get your copy. Oh, yeah, we're doing a special this weekend to my birthday. Buy one, get one. That means you get, if you uh, get one, that means you get you two for $33. Shit, you get two, you get four. Right? Yeah, or the two, I'll send you four. Or the three, I'll send you six. It's going down to my C day. It's December 11th. Now, page 28, the Blue Bible. The Nagas of Asia have monuments and buildings dedicated to them all throughout South Asia and East Asia. They are the blue guys we see in Hindu culture. When the United States dropped its atomic bombs on Japan, it focused on the city of Nagasaki because that was an ancient Naga capital. The Nagas are praised and recorded all throughout the holy book name Mahabharata. They are the blue guys of Hindu culture and mythology. The original Buddha was a Naga. Yeah, you see, when you see the Naga Buddha, he has the locks all over his head and he has the serpent behind him, the seven serpents for the Saba tribe. It's real. So 16,000 years ago is dealing with them coming from the far east to the far west, which is like I, what, I, what I like to call the fourth gate, right? Because you go through the Barren Strait now, today, but all them islands there, Hawaii and all of that, that's supposed to be left over from the island of Mu. Now, whether you rock with that or not, I'll tell you that. It's a lot of old blood types there, and they have a very original way of look. I know a lot of us like to look at the old mix and say, oh, that's us, that's us, Africa, Africa, Africa. But if you look, I like to call it the Hawaiian punch head. If you look at the Hawaiian punch head on the little Flintstone body, <laughs> the dark ones, down there in Central America, uh, South America, there's a very... Uh, ancient uh, I don't want to say tribe because it's deeper than a tribe an uh, ancient strain you feel what I'm saying of original people that fit that exact look you feel what I'm saying now check it out I want to go a little deeper where were they before that you get what I'm saying and if you don't get what I'm saying, let me let me break it down for you a little bit. So the Nagas I'm talking about, these are, remember in the lessons we learned all about the tribes that you know been wiped out of history. But the difference is they don't put the names on them in the lessons. That's why Crypt Jesus came to reveal. I guess it's the time, it's the year. I'm giving you all the names that we wasn't ready for before. I don't know if we was ready to hear about the Naga tribe before. We would have been laughing, saying the N-word over and over. Page 26 of the Blue Bible. For thousands of years, writers have attempted to erase us out of history. They claim we were wiped off the face of the earth in a natural disaster known as the flood. According to the teachings of Wallace Farr Muhammad, this global flood took place 35,000 years ago. It drove the original people of Arabia into Far East Asia, where their leader, Buddha, taught Buddhaism. So in the 10th degree, of the enrollment says Buddhism is 35,000 years old. Now check this out. At about 35,000 BC, some of these people took this route and entered Japan. This is called the Ainu, A-I-N-U. They still exist over here today. They became the first humans to inhabit the Japanese islands. Later, another group known to us as the Ainu followed. Today, their genes can still be found in 40% of modern Japanese, as well as Mongolians and Tibetans, past and present kings and queens. I said here, the Blue Bible names the San people, the tribe of Al Jabbar from West Java and Asiatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this book, 
I don't want to get too far from the topic. I want to stay on the Indians. But in this book, I go into what's called the San people. They are the root of the Asiatic people. They have all the uh, features that you would think of with the tight eyes and the and the, uh, the epilandic fold and even the you know the flat face and everything and even the same body form. And they are documented and recorded as traveling out of from the area that they populated a lot in what's today South Africa, further east into areas that we now know as Malaysian islands and Southeast Asia where they have groups like the Negritos and all these different horrible titles they put on us that have to do with us as original people all around the world. It's just a way for them to split it up. You know, you have different versions of the word more. Mordinia, Mauritania, Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Then you got, uh, you know, Negrito, uh, Nigas, Naga, it's just so many. So even the tribe of Al Jabbar, I trace it back in my book to West Java in Indonesia, which is also a source for algebra, the science and the math that we made popular. And the, and the Al Jabbar goes back to the what's called the Java man. Because remember, the B and V is interchangeable when you're doing the transliteration from the Spanish to the English. So the Java man is 2 million years old. It's said to have traveled across Asia and Africa 2 million years ago. How you like that? So the zigzag zig would be from west to east during Asia, or like they say, Pangea. Right? So then you would go to, uh, let's see, I said page 30, time unknown. You copy the Blue Bible. Okay. According to Elijah Muhammad, the earth and moon were originally one body with a 35,000 mile circumference. The planet remained in this form until an explosion caused by a scientist divided the moon from the earth. It also split the land into two hemispheres, the West, the Americas, and the East, Africa, Asia, Europe. So what you have to understand from this science is this is where you find a similar culture and customs amongst the people of South Asia, the people of uh, Arabia and uh, East Africa, and a lot of the original nations and tribes over here. They claim to have this connection with the moon or the star people or the Sabah people. You feel what I'm saying? But then on page 26, I also talk about how there was a further division between the lands when the sea levels rose which is what you can see in Africa where West Africa is almost exactly like they describe Atlantis. If you get to read like Herodotus or Plato or people that visit what they describe as Atlantis thousands of years ago, it has an eye there. That's exactly like the eye of the Sahara in West Africa and Mauritania. So what happens is when the sea levels rose and set back low, you have different civilizations that were underwater and rose back up and went back under. And yeah, it's deep like that. So during the ice age from about 35,000 years ago until about 11,600 years ago, sea levels were lower due to the water in the glaciers. So it was more land exposed. At the peak of glaciation about 18,000 years ago, sea level was about 85 meters lower than it is now, which is about 50 meters lower than it was when the ice age ended about 11,600 years ago. At 18,000 years ago, the Earth looked like this map from the Earth and life through time by Stephen Stanley, Freeman, 2nd edition, 1989. 
Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Now, when I go deeper into this math, I want you to understand something. This math only belongs to certain groups around the earth. And they all claim to have affiliation and connection to these cosmic people who go back to the Saba, who go back to the Naga. And if you go back to where the Saba tribes is, in East Africa and down in Yemen and all that, they call their rulers Ras and Naga. Just like the Rastafarians, the Nagas. Come on, bro. Y'all know who the guys is and the aliens and all that. Come on, man. The tribe of Aliens, the Nagas. It goes back to this area right here. It's not just about Africa. See, they want to divide it all. It's that whole southern region right there where you can see everything that uh, fits in together. You know what I mean? So you have South Asia. You have Australia. Because look at Australia and Madagascar. You have life there that you can't find on Africa. You feel what I'm saying? You have life in South America you won't find in Africa. This is about the Asiatic understanding of the world when it was one. And where it fits now and how Islam's mathematical equations was used to unite the people of which tribe and this people belong right there and put the names back together and all that. You see it. So at about 36,525 years ago, this is 35,000 years ago, that what as far as talking about, or about the time of the Jaminja shockwave, the late Wisconsin glaciation and the appearance of Cro-Mangons, Magnons, I mean, the total period of the Manitos Ice Age civilization prior to the rule of mortal humans is therefore about 36,525 years. Subtract 11,600, you'll get 24,000 925 years, which is approximately the Earth precession period of 26,000 years in the travel time of a light beam from the center of our galaxy to our sun, about 25,000 light years distance. This is a 25,000 year history of the original man. And people thought the guys just be making this stuff up or we just going off with a lot to say. Some of the guys is just going off with the lessons. You got guys like me to actually study. You know what I'm saying? So when you understand this is a 25,000 year history, you understand the lessons when it talks about the 35,000 years, it's going back to not only Manetho's ice age, but it's going back to the original man's measurement. Because prior to that, he did the 35,000 year measurement when the earth and moon were one. I just read that part to you. Get your copy of the Blue Bible. I can't give it to you all in one session. <laughs> so look, it may have been the time of construction of the Giza complex of the Sphinx and the pyramids including the Great Golden Pyramid. The Ice Age civilization may have been more spiritual and less cruelly technological than the present rule of mortal humans. This unconventional interpretation of Manito's chronology is not inconsistent with his list of 30 Egyptian dynasties. Listen, y'all, 30 Egyptian dynasties from about 2920 BC to about 343 BC but it does not extend his chronology from being a history of the past to a history of the past and future. So the list he gave us had time before it and after it, just like what we call the nation, the Asiatic calendar. We have a 25,000 year history, but I know that Asiatic calendar goes back 35,000 years. That's what it starts with the Buddha. Well, the one that was given to me when I was in prison learning and I was teaching my students, but it does not extend chronology Manito's rule of the gods, demigods, and spirits of the dead on earth before 11,600 years ago might then be called the Ice Age Civilization. 
wasn't ready for this. The British called this lash cars. Now, lash cars were the ones, just like the word Indian, these were the people who signed deals with the British to ride the ships and the boats when they were enslaving the original people east of what? What, what divides the world between west and east? Because they have a whole different map they use. It's called the Cape of Good Hope. It's the very bottom tip of South Africa. Cape of Good Hope. And everything east of the Cape of Good Hope could sign with the British as a last car and ride the ships and go to Zanzibar and trade slaves and all that. These were usually very dark people with, you know, like the straight hair and all that. Look like Aladdin. A last car was a sailor of militia men from the Indian subcontinent, Southeast Asia, the Arab world, British Somalia land, or other lands east of the Cape of Good Hope, who was employed on European ships from the 16th century until the mid 20th century. The Lashkars, Britain's colonial sailors. The term Lashkar eventually became a descriptive term for almost all non-European sailors. Shipping companies recruited men of many backgrounds, including Arab, Cypriot, Chinese, and East African. The vast majority, though, were recruited from the Indian subcontinent, mainly from maritime areas of maritime areas of Gujarat and Malabar on the west coast of India and the east coast from the area now known as Bangladesh. As demand for last cars increased, many were also recruited from agricultural lands in the Punjab in the northwest frontier province lured by the possibility of a regular income. That's the same way John Hawkins was luring us in Africa, but they want to tell you that lie like they just rolled up on boats and said, niggas, get down. Everybody said, oh, great white man and hopped on a boat called Jesus and left out. <laughs> and y'all go for this. Don't let our children become part of that victim narrative to where they just lay down and live lazy, miserable lives blamed on a white man that ain't even real. Let's teach them about their greatness, not just 8,000 years ago, 20,000 years ago. How about right now? I took the time since the prison cell to document all of our greatness. After Egypt. How is Talamil Nadu different from the rest of India? So the Nagas he's talking about, the people that he's talking about, that were exiled, had to leave from the Indus River 16,000 years ago. He's talking about these people deep down in India, the ones they don't show you. Think about it, bro. We talk so much about Africa and who's original and all that, but if you look in Europe, do they show those original people over there? Do they show the original people of Russia? Do they show the original people in China? Do they show the original people in Indonesia? So it seems like this is a problem everywhere. Do they show the, the quote-unquote black Mexicans? No. This is going on worldwide. So we need to recognize and understand what's really being explained. How is Tamil and Nadu different from the rest of India? It is the southernmost state of India, the 10th largest Indian state by area and the 6th largest by population. Talamil Nadu is the home of the Talamila people, whose Talamila language, one of the longest surviving classical languages in the world, is widely spoken in the state and serves as its official language. That's why they got access to all such old ancient information. 
That's the area we're talking about. Look at that. Way down there. Way down there. That's not the ones we see on TV. See how she look? Look at one of y'all cousins, auntie, huh? Oh, it gets deep like that. Those original people been here amongst us, too. They don't have Afros. They're not Afro-American. We are original people. So don't let them divide you with the hair, neither, bro. This is all part of the mind game. But where are they from? What are they called? Who are they to make all the decisions? It's all eugenics. The lighter you are, the writer you are. Come on now. Look at their culture. Look at these original people. Here we go. Now, I can go deeper and deeper, but I want to keep it simple. There's another group that I want to bring out. There's another group of people that's from the same place by the Indus River at the southern bottom of the subcontinent of Asia that were brought here in the 1800s. And you need to know about them. Don't think, oh, I'm black. I don't need to know about that. Yes, you do. That's where we get our Rihannas from. That's where we get our, uh, you know, uh, 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 Nicki Minaj's from. This is called Indo-Caribbean. And it's a very strong strain of them all through South America, North America, and the Caribbeans. But this doesn't get talked about neither. This gets thrown in the pot with, uh, with the rest of the arguments. And people say, what you mix with and all this American ignorance? Where everything's white or black. So let me show and prove with some receipts. On January 18, 1826, the government of the French Indian Ocean Island of Reunion laid down terms for the introduction of Indian laborers to the colony. Each man was required to appear before a magistrate and declare that he was going voluntarily. So they forced him to act like they were voluntary. This agreement is known as government and it outlined a period of five years labor in the colonies with pay of eight rupees per month at about uh, four dollars in rations provided laborers have been transported from Pondicherry and Karakal. Now here's the point of that is that that five-year labor that's just the same way they do the indentured over here. They'll renew you on the fourth year. If you look at the years there, 1820s and all that, this is when slavery was getting outlawed. The importation of certain people was getting outlawed. So what they did here was, oh, this is not important. We're just bringing in work. This was the mind game. As soon as the new system of immigration of labor became known, a campaign similar to the anti-slavery campaign sprang up in Britain and British India. On August 1st, 1838, a committee was appointed to inquire into the export of Indian labor. It heard reports of abuses of the new system. On May 29, 1839, overseas manual labor was prohibited and any person affecting such immigration was liable to a 200 rupee fine or three months in jail. After prohibition, a few Indian laborers continued to be sent to Mauritius via Pondicherry, which is a French enclave in South India. However, immigration was authorized again in 1842 to Mauritius and 1854 to the West Indies. Coolies, yes. See somebody down in the uh, in the comments put 
My grandpa from Jamaica said his family was coolies, as they called them. That's old school. That's exactly what we got here. These are what you call coolies. And they'd be up in the hood with us with the, with the cool hair. Exactly. The Whitby. This is this is some this is some uh receipts of some of the ships, y'all. The Whitby sailed from Port Calcutta from British Guyana on January 13th, 1838, and arrived in Burbice on May 5th, 1838. Transportation to the Caribbean stopped in 1848 due to problems in the sugar industry and resumed in Demerara and Trinidad. In 1851 and Jamaica in 1860. The East India Company's regulations of 1837 laid down specific conditions for the dispatch the length of service was to be five years, renewable for further five-year terms. The immigrant was to be returned at the end of his service to the port. So you was never given nationality for that. How is it not slavery? You come, you work, we keep renewing you. When we're done with you, we're done with your ass. But we see how many got left here. So how many stayed here under these contracts and never got nationalized? Until later, they were marked down as black, Negro, or uh, colored. See, are you starting to catch on now? It's bigger than Africa. It's bigger than Aboriginal. Stop with the racism. Get your copy of the Blue Bible and figure out we are the, the gods on a, on, a, on, a, on a molecular level, bro. We are blended in. With the strongest of the best of the best. They they created us basically. And then you have originals that was here already. That was cream of the crop. Because it wasn't just about slavery. Or indentured servitude. There was people coming over here from South Asia already. And that's why I need y'all to understand. We deal with the. Uh, what's called the Shabazz right. That's a Persian Farsi title. That same group of people. In Arabia would be Sabah. In English would be Sheba. In East Africa would be the Habisha, the Abyssinian. You feel what I'm saying? These are the original people. And as many original people look just like her. Just like Amber Glow. That's right. Come on. How many sisters we got look just like this? But we get to arguing what you mix with and all of this, bro. It's all the eugenic brainwashing. We're the creme de la creme. We're the cream of the planet Earth. The India indentured system was a system of indentured servitude. And that was that sister right there is, uh, I want to say, Dominican and Guyanese. Right. And her her Indo-Caribbean is from the Guyanese side. The Indian indentured system was a system of indentured servitude by which more than one point six million workers from British India were transported to labor in European colonies as a substitute for slave labor following the abolition of the trade in the early 19th century. So following the abolition, they continue slavery in this way, y'all. Don't fall for the mind games. Come on. The system expanded after the abolition of slavery in the British Empire in 1833. In the French colonies in 1848, in the Dutch Empire in 1863. British Indian 
indentureship lasted till the 1920s. This resulted in the development of a large South Asian diaspora in the Caribbean, Natal, South Africa, East Africa, Reunion, the island over there, Mauritius, Sri Lanka, Malaysia, Myanmar, and Fiji. So how would you feel if we said we related to all those people? Through our connection. Not saying we the Indian. Just showing you that, like how it says in the lessons. We as original people over here were counting 17 million, along with them 2 million, making 19 million. Now, I had to renew the history for y'all and show y'all there's another group of Indians that comes later. That's the $5 Indians. So while they were calling these people coolies and importing them in and, and pushing us to the side, trying to deport us, they were giving them people the name Indian. Now you understand why we don't deal with that word? Now I want to show y'all a connection. The same way this connects from East Africa, and I'm taking it through the, uh, the Bering Strait and going through East Asia to bring it to connect it to us over here, right? I want to show you another connection. That goes a little deeper right there. The Shabazz. Now, according to the lessons that I studied, the Shabazz, which would be the... Let me let me read it from the Blue Bible. What page would that be? Let me get y'all more professional. But like I said, the Shabazz is Sheba in English, Shabazz in the Persian, Farsi, Habisha, Dealing with the East African, right? Uh, Shabazz. Okay, we already did that. Saba. Dealing with the Arabia, right? So, these people, according to the lessons, they wrote us out of history. But these are the people who found the Nile River civilization, right? And that civilization that built that now river is important. Not just because oh, we on some pro-black, you know, we want to talk about Egypt all day. No, because that now river is not called the now. The word now is a Greek word, which means great. So that's the Greek way of saying the great river. Okay, what's the name of the great river? Does anybody in the comments know the name of the great river? You got 10 seconds. Knowledge cipher, born. Fear, God, quality, power, culture, understanding, wisdom, knowledge. Okay, it's called the Hopi, the Hopi. And there's a tribe called the Hopi, the Hopi, over here. Coincidence? I think not. And let me tell you something else they have in common. The Hopi believe their ancestors came from the Pleiades, the place are people they call Chukkan, are those who cling together. A reference, it seems, to that tightly grouped starry cluster as it appears to the naked eye. Likewise, early Dakota legends speak of the Pleiades or Tiami as the abode of the ancestors. What is the seven-point star Native American? The seal of the Cherokee Nation was created by an executive act under Chief Lewis down in 1869. The act calls for the seal to contain a seven-pointed star inside a wreath of oak leaves symbolizing the eternal flame of the Cherokee people. Well, the Cherokee people themselves claim the same thing in the seven-star system, the seven Pleiades to come from there, and guess what? 
that name Cherokee is the English watered down, like it says in the Blue Bible, right? On page 85, the Christians first learned of our civilization after kidnapping Francisco de Chacora in 1521. His last name was a translation of the true name Shakur. Other variations of his family name are Shakur and Al Shakur. This got turned into Cherokee, which is the watered down version after Albert Pike got his hands on it and had to marry with a bunch of white people and water down and kick us out the tribe. So the Shakurs, like Tupac and Asada and Neff and like they, like they was pushing. That's a name also popular in where? East Africa, Al Shakur, the ones you see right there in uh uh i said east africa was, yeah yeah somalia the ones that separated from the ethiopians after they joined with the christians and started enforcing slavery over there they separated from them al shakur is over there shakuri real tribes real science i'm bringing you the hopi indians are the oldest native american tribe in the world top secret ufo projects what do american indian legends say about star people Native American believe name given to astral beings who visited various Native American tribes. And she's claiming we're the Washita, the oldest, before the oldest tribe. We're the, we're, the, we're the ancestors of the oldest tribe. We are the star people. When I say we, I'm talking about the most original. Because think about it, when you look at the universe, it's all black. It's not brown. It's not, it's not none of that. Because the first people had no color. They just came from the source right out of it. When you close your eyes, you see black when you, when, you, when, you, when you open your eyes you open from the black see what i'm saying the, the original people coming from the stars was pitch black and came down and gave birth to all the nations of the people including all throughout the planet earth going to the east asia asia see what i'm saying the original Dogon described star people in his 1976 book on contactees as humans who come from special gene pool linked to visits by extraterrestrials. They claim to come into human life forms and suffer helplessness and total amnesia concerning their identity, origins, and life purpose. The awakening process claimed to be experienced is described as either a gradual series of realizations over time or an abrupt and dramatic awakening of consciousness. Through the awakening process, they regain memories about their past origins and missions. So the doggone claim to descend from the same types. And these are the breakdown of the three different groups y'all seem to mix up when using this word Indian. Okay? And I didn't even get to go into this part, Inky, because I knew this was going to be too deep. Agartha, the civilizations up under us, the tribe of Odd. Get your copy of the Blue Bible. Y'all want to get that deep. I'll be back next week or something. But in the meantime, we're doing a deal. Now, next week, this deal ain't going to be available because my, my, my born day is on Monday. That's the 11th. We're doing this deal to the 11th. I should do it for the whole holidays, but come on, y'all. Work with me. We're doing it to the 11th. Buy one, get one. All right? I'll get I'll get Inky the link. He'll put it down there. Buy one, get one. You order two, you get four. All right? And also... If you have any family members in prison, I'll send it to them for free. Get the information to me. Go to the website. Go to the contact area. Leave your information. Holler at me. I'll call you back, whatever. Leave your information there. I'll get your people up, and we'll get the books to them. 
for free. That's to the 11th as well. For free. Tap in. We need our people to know this type of stuff because we need to clean these things up for the next generation. It's going to take us to the highest of the highest elevations. As it says in the Blue Bible, the supreme being is the supreme state of being. You dig what I'm saying? So while we get lost in these umbrella terms, let's get back into the science of them and see what's really going down. I want to thank Dr. Inky for having me here. Like I said, y'all can find me at cryptjesus.com. I will give you, you know, I'm on, they just suspended my IG, but that doesn't matter. All my social media is available on uh, cryptjesus.com as well as the book. You feel what I'm saying? So tap in. And I thank y'all for having me. And <laughs> I'll be back soon with some more. We're going to go deeper and deeper. It can't stop, won't stop, will not be stopped. That part. Peace. Also, let y'all know, since we're still rolling, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not only are we doing the deal of buy one, get one, but the book is not about a bunch of Indians. The book is not about a bunch of Bible stuff. We go deeper than deep. We even have a chapter just breaking down the whole bloodline of our sister warriors that's been wiped out of the history through these religions. Like, like Empress Amos, where the name Moses come from. Empress Judith, who had her breast chopped off by the uh, after the uh, Ethiopians converted to Christianity and started enslaving the original bloodline, Solomon down in Ethiopia. She led the rebellion. You feel what I'm saying? Empress Makita of Aksum, who they call Queen of Sheba. They do that, it's a racist thing. They call her Queen of Sheba because the word queen we know belongs to them. But also the word queen takes her away from Africa. And by connecting it to Sheba, which I just explained to you three times, is Saba in Arabic, it goes to Yemen. But really, she was the empress, not a queen, an empress. She ruled over many kingdoms of Aksum. Aksum is in East Africa. Like the Lashkars or the so-called Indians, like we're saying, she ruled over the people of Arabia. But they don't want you to notice. They want you to separate all of us. They want you to think that we all are different. Like it says in the lessons, why the devil call our people Africans? To make our people of Africa. Of North America, believe the people on that continent are the only people they have and are all savage. He bought a trading post in the jungle of that continent. The original people live on that continent, and they are the ones who strayed away from civilization and living a jungle life. The original people call this continent Asia, but the devil's called it Africa to try to divide them. He wants them to think that we are all different. We didn't call the continent Africa. Africa was one piece of it over there in North Africa called Ephrikia. See, we got that in here in the Blue Bible. It's like the blue light. When you close your eyes, all you see is black. And the first light you see is the darkness radiating. That's a blue right there. Indigo. That's us, the original, the Naka tribe. This book is important for our sisters. For our sisters to give it to their children. I'm not caring about if they sit down and read it in one sitting. This is for them to sit in the house. Because it's, it says the blue Bible in front of it. Sometimes I had this in the post office. People just run up trying to steal it. Like, oh, the blue Bible, what's that? It's, it's, it looks so interesting. They get taught on accident. They need to learn about Gaddafi and how he was going to free us through the economics. They need to learn about Nefertiti and Nefertari being worshipped as goddesses. Let them know that they're precious. They need to know about 
Who else I'm breaking down here? Oh, Al Kahina of North Africa, the one they labeled the witch or the sorceress. You feel what I'm saying? You need to know about Tituba. You feel what I'm saying? You need to know about Princess Mary Atten, the root of all royalty in Europe. You feel what I'm saying? These original sisters right here, they would fit the description that you call Indian, very, very dark, with a fine hair, coming from the east, like what they call a lash car. Does that make them not one of us? Do we not have grandmothers that fit the description? Do we not have sisters and aunties that fit the description? See, let's stop worrying about complaining all day about Ruby Rose and Megan Thee Stallion and Sexy Red. And let's talk about what we're going to give. If we're not going to give them nothing to replace that, what does it matter if we take that away? How about we give our sisters their original Aboriginal culture? The mothers are the ones that give birth to the sons and the daughters. To the fathers and the mothers of the future all come from the mamas right now. M is the only alphabet you got to close your mouth to say. Close your mouth to say, mmm, mmm, the original. Okay? And to heal the bloodline, we got to heal it through the originals. That's how we're going to heal the bloodline. So it starts, you know, they say, what's this book about? Oh, it's just interesting information. No, this is a healing of the bloodline. That's why I'm offering buy one, get one. Order two, we give you four. So you can give it to your daughter, your sister, your auntie, and your mama. They argue about what they say, Jesus from here. What they say, what, 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 what. <laughs> yeah. But see, they took the sisters out of all the history, they took Fatima out of history, the carrier of the bloodline, the builder of the oldest university in history. They took Queen Amina out of history. They got you thinking Muslim women got to walk around with their head down and getting beat by their man. No, Queen Amina was a warrior, rich out of this world. You talking about how many mothers and sisters we got looking just like this picture that we thought was mixed with something, not knowing they was Indo-Caribbean. Come from the tribe of the original Nagas, the purest blood on earth, the Tamil Nadu. 35,000 year history. Come on, man. Let's talk about it. Let's speak on it. Because when you when you speak, you take the frequencies in the air and you manipulate them into a vibration. We need these good vibrations. They already, you know, put a ribbon on me. I've been acting brand new. <laughs> you feel me? So why is, what does this have to do with the Indians? It has everything to do with it. The, what, the reason I'm going to give you a patriarchy is the same reason they want you to call yourself an Indian. It erases the matriarchy, which is the bloodline. The matriarchy is the bloodline. So the descendants of Cleopatra Selene that ruled the West, going from Mauritania to the Americas, they just call them uh, Indian, this, that, and other. I don't know. Woo, woo, woo. It erases the bloodline instead of being called after the bloodline. Bani Amran is the bloodline of Jesus, according to the Quran. That's what I wrote about in the Blue Bible. I show how when you show Jesus' mother bloodline, according to the Quran, he get no deeper than that. The Bani Amran goes back to the city Tel El Armana, an empty city and a city that sits empty in Egypt to this day. It's not filled with different looking people. All this whole complaining I want to do. We don't got to be victims in this one. 
This is a city sitting there, an ancient city of ours right now, full of a bunch of uh, relics and statues and things that they just pillaging right now. That we act like we don't know it's there. So I wrote this book to break down for the next generation. Don't throw Jesus away. And just stop looking at it from the Bible. Look at it from the Quran and see what it reveals about the mother. The only woman mentioned in the Quran is Jesus' mama. Because her bloodline is the most important bloodline of all them religions. Her name, she's not married. She's not named after just any old thing. She's named after the high priest of the 18th century, of the 18th dynasty part itself. Mary Amni, the queen, the empress of the Hasmonean Empire. What y'all know about that? Let me give it to y'all daughters. Let me give it to your sister. Let me give it to the people that need it most right now. Right? You know what I'm saying? So tap in with me. Buy one, get one. We're not playing. Now, a lot of us have even grandmothers who would be like, you know, we got some Cherokee or we got some this or some that. And you would doubt it. Or you would say, I'm mixed with this or that. Not knowing that we're the descendants of the originals of that nation, of those nations. You know what I'm saying? We're the ones that set it off for those nations. So this is why you have to understand the history of even the Indians that came from the Indus River. So you don't separate them out your story as well. Because you get so excited when you learn a piece of yourself, you try to throw it all in one pot. But as you go back, you realize you got four grandparents. You got eight grand grandparents. You got 16 great-great-grandparents. You got uh, 32 great-great-great-grandparents. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> we have a lot of Asiatic blood in this. You know? So let's get in tune. Let's stay in tune. And like I said, tap in. Buy one, get one for the weekend. The Blue Bible. I'm going to put the link. I want to thank y'all for entertaining and letting me teach. You know, I'm the humble guest, humble host, teacher, leader, everyone label you want to put on me. It's Crip Jesus, author of the Blue Bible. I want to thank you so much, Inky, man. You believed in me from day one. You always keep me going. We saved them one at a time, y'all. We got the homies in here. They learned too. You feel me? So tap in. Oh well, yeah, I got the ebook version too. If you just want to download it and check it out, thirteen dollars. We got the ebook version. I had I'm had to link, I'm had to leave the links with Inky. Feel me? I'm gonna put them in the description. Yes, sir. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. You heard?